and uh, we are no stranger to uh, extended song services, uh, but I feel like this morning it's time for preaching, and uh, I'm grateful for the goodness of the Lord this morning. Ezekiel chapter 38, when you get there, let's stand a moment, and uh, as we read the Word of God together, uh, Ezekiel chapter number 38. Uh, and we'll really be preaching, I'll be preaching this morning out of chapter 38 and chapter 39, uh, but we'll read uh, together in chapter 38. Brother Tripp, if you'll give me some monitor up here, that may help my voice. I don't think I have any right now. Ezekiel 38 this morning, and let's start reading uh, in verse number 1. And it's, we're going to read about 16 verses together uh, to begin with. Uh, out of Ezekiel 38. Um, and understand that this is all prophetical uh, prophecy given to Ezekiel on behalf of Israel. Uh, it is uh, events that will take place in the future. Uh, all of it is future to Ezekiel. Uh, chapter 37 has already taken place uh, for the most part uh, in our lifetime. Uh, or before our lifetime. What, uh, where we are, uh, we can read the book of Ezekiel, which was all prophecy to him, uh, and see that much of that has taken place. Uh, Ezekiel 37 is the valley of dry bones. Uh, that is Israel. God explains it. That is Israel uh, being breathed upon by God and being resurrected as a nation. That took place in 1948. They did not exist as a nation. There were Jewish people spread abroad across the world, but as a nation, they did not exist until 1948. Uh, and uh, that is Ezekiel 37, that valley of dry bones. Can these bones live? And God breathed life into them and brought them back and restored them as a nation. Uh, Ezekiel 38 uh, is, I believe, right around the corner. Uh, I believe that we will see these things in the near future. Let's read. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, uh, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach, and Tubal, and prophesy against him. And say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn back and put hooks into thy jaws, I will bring thee forth and all thine army, horses and horsemen, and all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, uh, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Now, some of these names of these nations have changed, but their location has not. Uh, and Persia uh, and these nations, uh, Persia would represent the uh, uh, area of Iran uh, and many of the Muslim uh, nations, the Arab world. Verse 6, Gomer and all his bands, the house of Togerma of the north quarters and all his bands and many people with thee. Be thou prepared and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. After many days thou shalt be visited. In the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel. 
Uh, notice that God is not talking to Israel. Uh, God is talking to Gog, uh, this world leader who in the last days is going to come against Israel. Ezekiel 38 is prophetic, but it is God speaking to the world leader who's going to be in charge uh, at the time of this battle. And God is prophesying to him of what is going to happen. Uh, which have been always waste, verse 8, but is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. Thou, Gog, and Magog, thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. He said to the enemy of Israel, you're going to come like a storm. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land, thou and all thy bands, and many people with thee. You're going to come against Israel. Thus saith the Lord God, it shall also come to pass, that at the same time shall things come into thy mind. and Thou shalt think an evil thought. God tells God, I know what you're going to think. Not only do I know what you're going to do, I know what you're going to think. And uh, you're going to think an evil thought, and thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest. I wonder who that is. That dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. To take a spoil and to take a prey, to turn thy hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land, Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish with all the young lions thereof shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil? Therefore, son of man, prophesy. God said, Ezekiel, Son of man, prophesy and say unto God, Thus saith the Lord God, In that day when my people of Israel dwelleth safely, shalt thou not know it? And thou shalt come from thy place out of the north parts, thou and many people with thee, all of them riding upon horses, a great company and a mighty army. And thou shalt come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days, and I will bring thee against my land, that the heathen may know me, when I shall be sanctified in thee, O God, before their eyes. It's a lot of events going to take place some point in the future. Uh, let's pray this morning, and I, I trust the Lord will help us. Lord, we come before you once again. We need your help, and we ask you for it. God, I pray that you'd touch the preaching of the word of God this morning. Lord, speak to the hearts of these that are here today. God, I pray. Lord, give us, uh, give us instruction. Give us wisdom. Give us encouragement that we're on the winning side. And Lord, we, we don't know all that's going to transpire or when or, 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 or who is all involved. But what we do have is what you've given us in your word. And we know which side we're on. God, I'm grateful for that this morning. Lord, may we leave here encouraged, God, uh, of the days in which we live. God, may we leave here excited for the days, uh, though they're uh, going to be terrible days that are coming. God, their end result, uh, Lord, is, is the workings of God. 
And Lord, before these days have their fulfillment, we'll be gone. God, the church is headed out of here. God, you've not appointed us to wrath. And God, I'm grateful for that this morning. Lord, help me, give me uh, liberty and wisdom as I preach in Christ's name. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing with us this morning. Uh, I'm excited to baptize Caleb, and so uh, we'll uh, do our best to get, get, get through preaching this morning as quick as possible. Uh, but I, uh, I want to take the time this morning to talk to you. Uh, I know you've watched the news. I know you're, many of you on social media, you've seen and heard uh, in, in recent days that Israel uh, was, uh, uh, I guess unless you've been hiding or on a, uh, a camping trip in the mountains or something, you, you've heard that Israel uh, was uh, attacked by Hamas, uh, a Muslim group, uh, and uh, hundreds, probably thousands, were, were, were killed there. Uh, and uh, Israel has declared war. Uh, Benjamin, Netanyahu, the, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, has declared war on Hamas. Uh, and he's made statements uh, that uh, we're not going to quit. We're not going to back down. We're not going to stop until Hamas is uh, totally... Uh, annihilated, uh, whatever that takes, uh, Netanyahu said, uh, we're, we're going to do what it takes uh, for them to be annihilated. We're not going to deal with this anymore. We're not going to put up with this anymore. Uh, what does that mean? Every time anything like this happens, especially in the Middle East, everybody who has a knowledge of the Bible, uh, everyone who has a uh, a, a knowledge of uh, end time events begins to look at Israel and wonder uh, what is God doing? What is taking place uh, uh, in our uh, seeing, in our lifetime? Uh, this is not the first time that Israel has been attacked, but this is very significant, I believe, uh, of what's going on. Uh, and I'll just be honest with you this morning, I, I don't know. I'm still processing all of this. I, I don't know what all is going on. I don't know what all uh, this is leading up to uh, in the near future, uh, but I do know, according to the Word of God, some things that are going to have to happen. I, I've heard people say, uh, this is the beginning of the invasion uh, into Israel uh, that will lead us into World War III and all the nations will come. Uh, and maybe there's some truth to all of that. I, uh, I don't know, probably is in the beginning stages of some of those things. Uh, but I want to take this morning a little bit of your time. And I want to go to what we've read here in Ezekiel chapter 38 and chapter 39. And I want to give you some certainties that will take place uh, in the nation of Israel in the last days. Uh, what, what is happening in Israel? That's a good question. Uh, what is going to happen uh, in Israel? Who are these nations that will descend upon Israel? Uh, and what does all of these things mean? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know all of that. Here's what I know in Ezekiel chapter 38. Uh, God tells Gog. Uh, uh, and obviously when you read this text, uh, we, we realize that Gog is a leader uh, and he is from the land of Magog. Uh, he is a leader from the land of Magog. There's a lot of speculation uh, as to who Gog is and, 
and, and what land he's from. There's folks say that it's Russia, and there's uh, been folks emphatic about that, that it's Russia, and they say, well, Magog sounds like Moscow, and Meshach sounds like Moscow, and uh, Tubal uh, sounds like Tobolsk, uh, in different parts of, of Russia, and, and, and maybe there's some truth there, uh, but I, I believe this morning that this is more uh, than just a nation. Uh, I, I tell you who I believe Gog is, I believe he's the Antichrist. Uh, I, I believe it's another name for the Antichrist. Uh, God is uh, giving two chapters in the Old Testament to talk to one world leader. I don't think he's as interested in our prime ministers and our presidents uh, enough one of them, two chapters uh, in the book of Ezekiel. But I tell you who he will talk to, uh, the Antichrist. He's got something to say to him. Uh, I believe Gog represents the Antichrist, uh, a chief ruler uh, of the world. Uh, I believe Magog is his land. And, and simply put, that is the nations of the world coming together in alliance against the people of God. Uh, here's what the Bible said, Ezekiel 38 and chapter 39, here's what's going to ha happen. And I'm going to give it to you in a nutshell. And then I'm going to give you about four certainties that will happen uh, in regards to the nation of Israel. Uh, first of all, Gog and Magog are going to descend at some point in the future uh, on the land of Israel. You know how I know? Because God said it was going to happen. As a matter of fact, God said to Gog... I will put hooks in your, draw, in your jaw and I'm going to draw you in to the, this is of the Lord's doings. Uh, this is of the hand of God. Of course, it's not against uh, 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 God's will. God's going to let him operate in his own will. It's going to be his mind made up. I'm coming against Israel, but God is going to draw him uh, against Israel. Uh, and he's going to form an alliance of nations, a league of nations, and they're coming to Israel, and they're going to descend on Israel in Ezekiel chapter number 38. Uh, and, and, and we know according to other scripture that Ezekiel, uh, are that, uh, that uh, in these events, uh, Israel is going to flee to the mountains when they realize that the Antichrist, uh, uh, their, their Messiah, who they were looking for, is not who they think he is. He's the Antichrist. They're going to flee to the mountains, and, and the world that is here will be in the middle of the great tribulation. Uh, at the end of that, uh, and I believe that Ezekiel 38 and 39 uh, go through the last three and a half years of the tribulation. Uh, at the end of that, uh, God is going to uh, strike the Antichrist and his armies uh, and, and, and kill them. Uh, and the Bible says in chapter number 39 of Ezekiel, that it will take Israel seven months to clean up the bodies and bury the bodies that are, that are uh, left uh, in the destruction, uh, what I believe is the battle of Armageddon. There's a lot of folks that speculate, is Ezekiel 38 the battle of Armageddon? I believe it is. You can read Revelation 19, and they line up together. Uh, so what does all of that mean for us this morning? What does all of that mean for us today. Uh, well, let's look this morning in the text, and I want to give you about four certainties. There's no point in God's people being discouraged. There's no point in God's people being defeated. Uh, 
Really, there's no point in God's people being scared. We said it a minute ago. I'll say it again. I'm on the winning side this morning. Amen. Uh, let me give you these four certainties. That when uh, uh, these events take place in Israel, when the Antichrist uh, uh, reveals himself as the man of sin in the middle of the tribulation, uh, these four events are going to take place. Number one, uh, there will be a peaceful uh, inhabitants uh, there will be a peaceful inhabitants before the man of sin before the antichrist is revealed I hear all the time people say uh, should we be looking for the antichrist who's the antichrist I don't know who the antichrist is uh, and I wouldn't trust anybody who claims that they do know who the antichrist is I tell you who knows who the antichrist is God and he hadn't told us and uh, I, I don't know who he is uh, there's speculations of different people. You're wasting your time trying to figure out who somebody is who God has chosen uh, uh, to not reveal who he is. One day he will. And the closer we get to his, uh, to his appearance, of course, I believe by the time the world figures out who he is, we'll already be gone. The church will be gone. Uh, those who have been born again, we'll be out of here. Uh, but the, uh, I don't know who he is, but here's what I know, uh, that when he reveals himself, and according to Daniel's prophecy, uh, it'll be in the middle of Daniel's 70th week. It'll be in the middle of the tribulation, which will last a period of seven years. And so somewhere in the middle, around three and a half years uh, into the tribulation, the Antichrist is going to reveal himself, and he's going to turn against Israel and break the peace treaty and declare war on Israel and a league of nations following behind him is going to descend, that's Ezekiel 38, on the nation of Israel in a cloud of war and God is going to deal with the nations and the world in the latter three and a half years of that tribulation. You say, preacher, why did you tell us all of that? Because when we see this stuff going on in Israel, Everybody's wondering, is that the moving of the Antichrist and the nations to Israel to begin all of this? And according to the word of God, I'd have to say not yet. Why? Because when the Antichrist reveals himself, Israel will be in a time of peace. Let me show you the text this morning. Uh, look in Ezekiel chapter 38 and verse number 8. Uh, God uses Ezekiel to prophesy to Gog, who I believe is Antichrist. And he says, After many days thou shalt be visited. In the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste, but is brought forth out of the nations. Watch this now. And they shall dwell safely, all of them. Uh, that's not happening right now. Israel hadn't been dwelling safely uh, since it became a nation in 1948. Did, did you know this morning that the nation of Israel outside of China and the U.S. probably has the greatest defense, uh, uh, the greatest military power and advanced technology power uh, of all of the world? Do you know why? Uh, somebody said that Israel's military is not offensive. It is built and designed to be defensive because their walls are high, their gates are thick, their military 
uh, advancements are strong because they are not dwelling in safety as of yet. It's not so. Uh, the events that took place a couple of weeks ago remind us that they are highly, uh, 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 um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Aware uh, that the uh, that they are in peril and in danger, and they are on high alert, especially at this moment in time. But when the Antichrist turns against Israel, they're going to be dwelling safely according to the word of God. Look in, look in verse number 11 this morning. And thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. That's not Israel right now. They've got walls. I will go to them that are at rest. Certainly you couldn't say that Israel is at rest right now, right? That dwells safely. I don't think that this is a description of Israel today. At rest, Unwalled villages dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. Uh, let me show you one more verse this morning. Verse 14. Therefore, son of man, prophesy, say unto God, thus saith the Lord God, in that day when my people of Israel dwelleth safely, shalt thou not know it. Uh, Israel's not dwelling safely right now. Uh, which means... That right now cannot be the beginning uh, uh, of, of the attacks on Israel uh, that will bring about uh, the, the Antichrist, the false Messiah that will claim to be Messiah. Uh, we're not quite there yet at least because Israel is not dwelling safely. Uh, Daniel 9 and uh, verse number 27 uh, tells us, and I, I alluded to it a moment ago, that, uh, that the Antichrist is going to sign a peace treaty with Israel. That means that there's going to be something going on in Israel that, that, that a superman, a superpower will have to save the day. And he'll come forth and somehow, I don't know how he'll do it, but somehow as he reveals himself as a national leader, he will sway the Palestinians uh, to give, uh, to give uh, back to Israel uh, the, the, what, the, what the Palestinians call the Dome of the Rock. They believe, that the Muslims believe that was where Muhammad ascended and they claim, lay claim to the Dome of the Rock. Uh, Israel believes that it was the Temple Mount. Uh, I side with Israel on that because I believe the Bible. It was the Temple Mount uh, and, the, and the, uh, they've been in battle over that ground. Uh, uh, and, and fighting over that ground all of this time uh, and somehow the Antichrist is going to uh, cause the, uh, the Jews to believe that he's their Messiah who has come and the world is going to allow him to make a peace treaty for seven years. And then according to Daniel 9, 27, it's in the middle of that peace treaty that he breaks that peace treaty it's verse 27 of Daniel 9. It's the abomination of desolations. When he breaks that peace treaty, he sits upon the throne of David in Jerusalem. Obviously, the temple is rebuilt. It's not there yet, but it's going to be rebuilt. And the Antichrist is going to sit on that throne of David and declare himself to be worshipped. And when Israel sees that, they're going to flee. But leading up to that, 
from the time of the peace treaty unto the abomination of desolation, Israel will live in a false sense of security because they have signed the peace treaty with the nations. Um, I hope I'm not boring you this morning. Uh, that's not now. There's not peace over there. Uh, Israel's not dwelling safely. Israel understands uh, that, that, that they're not there. And I'm going to tell you something. They've made their mind up that they are going to war with Hamas until there's nothing left of Hamas. And you mark that down. They mean what they say. And I'll tell you something else. It won't take very long that this world will get absolutely uh, offended and upset with Israel's war. The nations will get burnt out on it. Uh, the world leaders will get upset about including probably the one we're living in pretty soon. They're already in college campuses uh, protesting Israel and promoting Palestine. And, and I, I, somebody said, well, uh, you know, one's good and one's bad. I'd be careful before I started making judgments of that because right now Israel is without God. They are lost and they are running the show apart from God himself. I don't know that I would claim them good. I understand there's blessings on them that bless Israel and curses on them that curse them. I wouldn't want to get over in the ball game of cursing Israel, but it don't mean that everything Israel's doing right now is good. And don't be so naive to believe that everything Palestine or Palestine's doing is bad because there's some Bible-believing Christians who live over there who got born again and love God over there. And the world is going to get upset at this war that's going on. You say, preacher, what do you believe is going on? I tell you what I think is going on. We're getting set up for a peace treaty. We're getting set up for the signing of a peace treaty. We're getting set up for the ushering in of a peace treaty. The nations are going to become upset. The NATO and its allies and the world leaders are going to become upset. Why don't Israel stop? Enough is enough. It's been enough bloodshed and all the nations are going to, and I don't know, but I believe all the nations are going to come against Israel and at that time here comes the Messiah in Israel's mind. He's not the Messiah. He's the Antichrist and he's going to say let's usher in a peace agreement and Israel will take it because they'll believe that he is the Messiah. They'll rebuild the temple. There'll be safety in Israel for three and a half years. The world will say, finally, we're at peace. Uh, we're at peace. We're at peace. The world leaders will say, finally, we're at peace. But the Antichrist is buying his sign. And in about three and a half years, when that temple's built, he's going to walk in there and sit down on the throne of David, uh, the abomination of desolation, uh, Daniel chapter 9. He's going to reveal himself for who he is. Uh, and all hell will break out and peace will be gone. But before that, there is certain, because it's Bible, that there will be a peaceful uh, inhabitants. Maybe a false peace, but Israel is going to dwell in peace when the Antichrist descends upon her. And this war, which is probably the battle of Armageddon, Revelation 19, Ezekiel 38 and 39. Y'all still with me? Don't let me bore you. I know this is a little different in Sunday morning preaching than normal, but it's what's going on in your lifetime right now. Right now. It's what you see on the news. Uh, let, me, let me say something, and, and I'm hurrying. Let me, let me say something about, uh, about Israel. 
Romans chapter number 11, uh, verse 26, the Bible talks about, uh, about Israel um, getting saved. Romans 11, verse 26, and here's what the Bible says, So all Israel shall be saved. Don't that just rejoice your soul to know that they're getting saved? One of these days, the Jesus that we believed. One of these days, the Savior that we preach. One of these days, our Christ, our Redeemer. I need some help right here that we believe. One of these days, they're going to meet Him. And this time, they won't crucify Him. But this time, they'll trust Him and be born again. Romans 11, all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the Deliverer. And shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. The New Testament tells us. Paul writes in Romans and says that Israel is going to get saved. And then, and then Paul calls Israel Jacob. Isn't that something? You say, what, what is interesting about God calling uh, Israel Jacob? Because Jacob uh, was his birth name. Israel was his name after God got done dealing with Jacob and wrestling with Jacob and, and Jacob submitted himself to God. God then called him Israel. But before then, he was called Jacob. And in Romans, when God deals with, with Israel getting saved, he goes back to their old name. You remember what Jacob's old name was? Or what it stood for, what it meant? It means supplanter. Uh, it's heel grabber. God had promised that all of the blessings belonged to Jacob. God had given Jacob all the blessings and promises of God. And yet, Jacob thought that he had to get them without God. And what made Jacob so annoying to everybody, what made Jacob so difficult to everybody, is that Jacob believed that all the blessings belonged to him, but he was dead set on getting them without God. And, and, and so he was a con artist, he was a thief, he was a liar. He was always trying to lay claim to the blessings that belonged to him, but without God and God's assistance. That's the world we live in today. Did you know that, and now I'm going to get over into all kinds of stuff, did you know uh, that, that the Jewish people, and we love them and grateful, they gave us our Bible, thank God for our Bible, but did you know uh, that they run all of media? Uh, did you know that they run all, uh, many of the universities in Hollywood and, 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 and they run uh, much of the banking systems, the Rothschilds and the, and the different uh, uh, banking systems are run. Uh, uh, they, they have their hand in everything in the world. Why? Because they're Jacob. They believe that those promises belong to them uh, and they are trying to get those promises uh, with their own hands, with their own ability. That's why they've been hated by the whole world for all these centuries because they're trying to get the world uh, without God. God. But one of these days, God's going to let them realize, you're not going to get this without me, but you'll get it by me. And when God reveals himself to them and they trust him, the whole world will change in that moment. Isn't that a blessing? There will be a peaceful inhabitant. Uh, I talked to a preacher uh, yesterday. I was talking about this and uh, asking him what he thought and telling him what I thought. And he said he's got a friend last year who went over to Israel and uh, he went over to the museums and the institutes and the different places and, and, uh, and talked to the, the rabbis and the Jewish leaders and he would just ask them questions. Uh, when do you believe the temple's going to be built? And every single one of them over there that knew something about, uh, they, I mean, they knew the Bible, they knew the things that were coming, uh, they would all say, we are nowhere near ready to build the temple. 
said there's no way we can build the temple until the Messiah gets here. Uh, remember, the Messiah came. He came at Calvary. They didn't accept him. This one that's coming, he won't be the Messiah. They're going to think that he is. And they're looking for the wrong one. And the wrong one is coming. And when the wrong one gets here, based on their own testimony, when he gets here, we're going to build the temple. And when they begin to build, it's because they will dwell in safety. And the world will rejoice. They'll say, finally, no more war. Finally, no more, finally, no more of this. They, they will have turned against Israel. They will have been upset. And this peace treaty is signed. Uh, uh, the world and the nations and Israel will demand a peace treaty. And it sets the motion for the Antichrist to, descend, or to ascend the throne. Number one, there will be a peaceful uh, inhabitants. That's the first certainty. You can mark that down according to the word of God. Number two, and I'll give it to you quick this morning, there will be, and it's certain, a planned instigation. Look in chapter number 38 and verse number 4. Chapter 38, verse number 4, God says to Gog, I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws. I will bring thee forth and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Uh, who is that? Is, that? is that Russia, preacher? I, I don't know who it is. Um, I, I, I do believe that Gog, that God is going to put his hooks in Gog's jaws and he's going to pull him in. I, I do believe that that's Antichrist. And I believe that this Magog, this land of the north that's coming down, uh, probably uh, will be a league of all the nations uh, that, that, that will follow the Antichrist and they're going to believe that he's the God. And you say, how in the world could people believe such a lie? Well, you look around today, it's very obvious how people could believe a lie. We live in a false reality. You, you can tell people that, 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 that you're neither he nor she and they're okay with that. What's your pronoun? I, I'm sorry, that don't make sense. That's, that's false narrative. That is a false uh, 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 reality. It is not reality at all. But we're, we, our, our generation is so used to living in a false reality, an alternate universe, a, a world where, where there's no right or wrong, a world where there's no up or down. Everything is relative to how you see it. You better believe that this world, according to 2 Thessalonians, will believe the lie, a strong delusion and they'll believe it. You say, well, who won't? Well, the Jews are going to eventually realize it. And all the nations are going to eventually understand which will lead us up to the millennial kingdom. But I'll tell you who won't. Those who knew the truth. Those who have been born again. Those who are out of here. I'm glad, thank God, before all that takes place, there's a trumpet going to sound and everyone who ever bowed before the truth, everyone who ever knelt before Christ and confessed Him as Lord, we're out of here. Hallelujah. This world will believe the lie. Whatever you identify as, we were riding by a car the other day. I got tickled. It was a, it was a, it was some kind of off-road mud and vehicle, big knobby mud tires and and exhaust pipes and all kinds of stuff. And on the back, it had a sticker that said, "I identify as a Prius." I guess I was telling everybody, 
uh, that uh, don't be upset at my exhaust and my mud tires. It's, it's okay. I'm not really what it looks like I am. I'm a Prius, and I'm running on. I'm running on electricity. There'll be a plan instigation. Look in, look in chapter 38, verse 9. I'm trying to hurry. Thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land. God said, here's what you're going to do, Gog. Here's what you're going to do, nations. Here's what you're going to do, Antichrist army. God said, I'll put a hook in your jaw. I'll draw you. Verse 10, thus saith the Lord God shall also come to pass that at the same time uh, shall things come into thy mind and thou shalt think an evil thought. God said, here's what you're going to do. He is instigating. He is working in the background. Somebody said, boy, Antichrist, boy, it's bad. Boy, this world, it's messed up. Boy, it's bad. Do you you see the news? Do you hear this report? Do you see what all's going on? And I would have to agree with you. It's bad and getting worse. How many of you agree with me? It's bad and getting worse. But don't you forget that God knows what's going on. Don't you forget that the devil may be the devil, but he's God's devil. He he belongs to God at the end of the day. God has ultimate power and control over all that is going on and it is God that will allow these things to come to pass that God may bring the deliverance of Israel and that God may bring in the ushering of the millennial reign we'll come back with him in Um, a plan instigation why look in verse 16 Chapter 38, and thou shalt come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days, and I will bring thee against my land, that the heathen may know me. And I shall be sanctified in thee, O God. Look, look in verse number 23. Thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations. And they shall know that I am the Lord. He said, I'll allow all of this so that the nations know I'm the Lord, the heathen know I'm the Lord, that Israel may know that I am the Lord. You can mark it down, number one, there'll be a, before the revealing of the Antichrist, there'll be a, uh, there will be a, a peaceful inhabitant in Israel. There'll be a treaty sign. You mark it down before he's revealed, before these things come to pass. There'll be a planned instigation. God will be drawing and working. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. The wheels beginning to turn. God beginning to draw nations. Somebody said, uh, we've killed more babies in America and promoted a sodomy lifestyle in America and God ought to put us in hell and the truth of the matter is is that's true. And folks say, well, what's the one thing? Before you amen this, hear me out. What's the one thing that America's done right that God has blessed? And folks will say, well, we've, we've been a big brother to Israel. I, I agree with that. I agree. But I heard one man say, and don't misunderstand me, because I love Israel, and I believe we ought to support them, and I believe we ought to pray for them, and I believe that God's going to deliver them. But I heard one man say, say that, uh, that, that, that one, of the, uh, one of the most accepting of, 
sodomistic lifestyle in all the world is Tel Aviv. Uh, they are by no means pure and holy and righteous, Israel. Uh, and, and much of, 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 of the industries, of the adult industries are owned by them. They're, no, they're, they're, they're not wholesome. Again, right now they are trying to have the world without God. Somebody said, well, we got the same God, just a different Messiah. No, because God told them, uh, if you'd believe Moses, you'd believe me. He said, y'all don't even believe Moses. You don't even believe, you don't even believe the God you say you believe. You made gods out of your traditions and laws. We don't have the same God, but we will. And, 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 well, I'm trying to hurry. I, I feel like I'm boring y'all. I'm usually three points to the point, well, not to the point, you know. <laughs> Running rabbits, I understand. Uh, somebody said, well, what have we done that has merited such grace? I would submit to you, it's got not as much to do with how we've been to Israel, though that may be in part, but what, what God has done with his church over here. This is still, by the way, where the gospel is sent out of more than any other country in the world. This is still the place where there's more churches and there's more preaching going out on the internet, going overseas, going being published in books and Bibles. I'll tell you what God has done with America. God has worked through the church and it's the church, honey, it's the church. I understand God has chosen Israel and there's gonna be a time, there's gonna be a day when they're gonna be resurrected and they're going to realize who he is. But right now it's the church. Aren't you glad that you're a part of the church this morning, the bride of Christ. What's made this nation so special? That there'll be a planned instigation. Well, there's a lot I could say I won't. The middle of the tribulation, Matthew chapter 24, you can go read it, verse 15 and 16, you can go read it. In the middle of the tribulation, the Antichrist will reveal himself for who he is. According to Daniel 9, he'll sit down on the throne of David in that rebuilt temple in Jerusalem where the dome of the rock is now, the temple mount. He'll sit down in, that, in, the, in, the, in the middle of that 70th week, that seven years of tribulation, and he'll break that peace treaty with Israel. He'll break that peace treaty with Israel and, and, and when he does, according to Matthew 24, Jesus told, told Israel, he said, when you see the abomination of desolation as spoken of by Daniel, he said, flee to the mountains. And Israel's going to flee to the mountains and they're going to hide. Many of them will die. Uh, the world nations will descend upon Israel like a cloud. Many of them will escape and flee to the mountains. Those that don't will die. And he said, pray that your flight is not in winter. That's all Matthew 24. When you have to escape, you better pray it's not in winter because you're going to have a hard time. And, and, and they, they're going to escape to the mountains and, 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 and the Antichrist will descend and his armies and the leagues of nations of all the world is going to come to that battle. Here's the third certainty, and I'm nearly done. The third certainty there will be a powerful intervention. 
You can go home tonight and read chapter, or this afternoon, read chapter number 39 of Ezekiel, a powerful intervention. They're coming. You say, preacher, why do you believe that Gog is the Antichrist? Well, look, look in chapter 39, verse 3. This is just one reason. Chapter 9, uh, 39, verse 3. He said to the Antichrist, or to Gog, I will smite thy bow out of thy left hand and will cause thine arrows to fall out of thy right hand. Uh, Revelation chapter 6, verse 2, that first seal is broken and the Antichrist shows up on that white horse with his bow and his arrow ready to go to battle. And Ezekiel chapter 39 and verse number 3, God says to the Antichrist, I see you on your horse with your bow and arrow. I want you to know what I'm going to do. I'm going to smite that bow out of your hand. I'm going to smite that arrow out of your hand and all hell's coming. On you, and God will intervene on behalf of Israel and the world. I mean, this world will be shaken. There'll be pestilence. There'll be war. There'll be bloodshed. But it'll all descend to that battle of Armageddon, Revelation 19. And God will whip the Antichrist. God will whip the beast and the false prophet. God will whip the armies of this world. And thank God we're in his hand this morning. Powerful intervention. Verse 21 of chapter uh, 39, he said, He'll set his glory among the heathen. That is the ushering in of the millennial reign. Verse 22, he said, Israel will know. Verse 23, he said, The heathen will know. It'll take them seven months to clean up. Boy, you talk about a battle. Seven months to bury the bodies. God will call the ravenous birds. And he'll invite the ravenous birds to come and to clean up the aftermath. You can also find that in Revelation chapter number 19. If you think you're going to defy God, if you think you're going to just skirt by, if you think you're just going to get by unchecked and unhindered, I want you to know that God's full of mercy this morning. God's full of grace. God's full of compassion. But if you want to rebel against him, there's coming a day God will deal with the heathen nations that have believed the lie of the Antichrist. You'll be no exception. You better get in this morning while you can. You better trust him while the truth is being preached. Do you know why you walked in here this morning? There's a Bible being preached. The word of God is going forth because God's still allowing the truth to be preached. And we're not believing the strong delusion of 2 Thessalonians. But there's coming a day. The church is headed out. The spirit of God will be with the church. And the world will believe the lies of hell. You can see that coming to pass. Here's the fourth certainty. Number one, a peaceful inhabitants. Number two, a planned instigation. Number three, a powerful intervention. God is going to intervene. There's not any record of any nation coming to Israel's defense. Chapter 38 and 39. Right now, nations have done so. America has said, we will side with Israel. That'll end. But God don't need any other nation to take care of his. Hallelujah. Here's the last thing there, and it's a certainty. A praiseworthy imperative. And by imperative, I mean something that's got to happen. And it's praiseworthy. You say, what is it, preacher? Uh, well, Second Thessalonians, or sorry, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 9 Paul writes and he says, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, 
but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul writes and says, this wrath that y'all are scared of, this wrath that's coming, it wasn't appointed for you. Oh, y'all ain't helping me right there. It wasn't appointed for you. Preacher, it's going to be, I know, but it wasn't appointed for his bride. God hath not appointed us to wrath. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse number 1, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Verse 5, Remember ye not that when I was with you I told you these things, and now ye know what withholdeth that he may be revealed in his time. He said, but I want you to know that it's being withheld right now. Now you know what withholdeth. He's coming, he's going to be revealed, but now you know what withholdeth. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. He said, what's holding all that back is the Spirit of God is holding it back. What holding him from being revealed? What's holding? I'm done preaching. Y'all get this, and I'm done. What's holding him from doing his thing? What's holding him from back from being revealed? What's holding him back from taking this world? Is that there's somebody that's holding him back? There's somebody that won't let him happen. I won't let it happen yet. You say, who is it? It's the Spirit of God. There's still a church down here, and he ain't gonna let it happen. You say, when will it happen? By the time the trumpet sounds, and we're out of here to the glory of God the spirit of God is with us and he said alright do your thing now big boy that makes me feel pretty good this morning I don't know what we'll face I don't know what wars we'll see but I know one thing I'll not be here during this great tribulation I'm headed out of here Noah Build an ark. Judgment's coming. You know what God did? He gave us a picture. He gave us Enoch. And Enoch walked with God and was not, for he was translated. Before judgment came, God saved Noah. And Noah's a picture of Israel. God saved Israel, Noah, through the flood. But Enoch was walking with God, and God called Enoch out before the flood. Revelation chapter 3, 2 and 3, the seven churches. And chapter number... 3 verse number 22 the last mention of the word church in, in the book of Revelations to all the way at the end and then chapter number 4 there's a door open and, and, and a voice from heaven looked down at John and said come up hither and before the tribulation took place the church John is called up into the heavens Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 4 for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the air to meet the Lord, or with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. 
tell you something this morning. You're living right on the verge of these things coming. It could be today that the trumpet, that the trumpet sounds and the church is headed out of here. Could be today. Could be a year from now. Could be 10 years, but it could be today. If you're here this morning and you're saved, let that be motivation. I want to finish well. I want to quit playing games. I want to be found faithful. If God could come back today, I don't want to be at the house when he gets here, not if I'm supposed to be at church. If God could come back today, I don't want to be looking or listening to something I ought not be looking to or listening to when he comes. I want to be found faithful. I want to be found faithful. But there may be somebody here this morning and you're lost. You're lost. And you know it. And you know these things are coming. You see them. Wars and rumors of wars. Earthquakes and diverse places. You see it all around. COVID brought in more devils to this nation and this world. You better believe the hand of Satan was involved in all of that. You see it. It's here. What's the hope, preacher? What's the hope? My hope is in nothing but the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no hope outside of Him. He is the anchor of the soul. There is no other way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you're looking for hope, it's in Christ. If you're looking for help, it's in Christ. If you're looking for a way out, it's in Christ this morning. James, aren't you glad that before the trumpet sounded, you got to get in on the goodness of God? We're going to baptize Caleb this morning. Aren't you glad that God drew you down to the house of God? Conviction brought you down to the altar. And the Lord Jesus saved you before he come back. Hallelujah. Well, Scott, isn't that a blessing? Riley got saved just the other night, Friday night in the youth meeting. It could have been a different story. Hey, how about you? Aren't you glad you got to get in? I didn't deserve to get in. God didn't owe it to me, but I sure am glad for the mercy of God that gave me an opportunity to trust Him. I heard His voice. and I'm headed out. A stand this morning. You've been so attentive. I appreciate Probably preached way too long. I appreciate you helping me this morning. Anybody want to come thank the Lord this morning? Anybody want to come pray for sinners? Anyone, anybody want to just come pray God save this morning? Save this morning. Let's pray as she sings.